Welcome to the wrestling wrap-up presented by the Anything But Credible Network. Offended and what's your bliss? It's your boys, Tricky and Thomas. Thomas, how you doing? I am doing well in a bit of a turkey coma, but doing fine. How are you? <laughs> doing pretty good. Um, just watching, I have the World Cup game on in the background between the Netherlands and Ecuador, and the Netherlands just scored an absolute bomb of a goal, like literally seconds ago. Amazing. That was great. But I'm doing good. I'm a little tired, just like you said. I think I ate too much food and drank too much last night. But but that doesn't matter, because we are finally doing it. We're finally doing the draft. That's right. See how this goes. All current wrestlers are eligible for the draft. You can draft anybody from any organization. I'm intrigued by this. I'm intrigued to like, like where it's gonna go. And like, I was thinking about it last night, like who's my number one pick. But then I started thinking about this, like literally right before I jumped on here. <laughs> Who yeah. gets the first pick? <laughs> yeah. Um. Hmm, that's a great question. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm not sure how to resolve it. We can't even do like, you know, sometimes you can do these, uh, these cutesy little things like, oh, you know, whose uh, first initial comes first, whose last initial comes first. Well, guess what, folks? We have the same initials. Uh, not going to work today. Uh, yeah, it's, it's an excellent question. I'm perfectly fine going second. I'll say that. Um, be, but I will also say this was really hard putting this together. I I did not think it was going to be as hard as it was, and I just kept forgetting people. And right. you put you put your list together, and all of a sudden you have you know you have your own full roster before you even draft because it's just there's just so many people that you can mm -hmm. put in here. I wanted to also clarify. Uh, maybe we can just talk about the rules of the draft anyway. But I wanted to clarify because. We talked about teams being one. How do what are we do? What are we doing about factions? Yeah, so that was the other thing. I think if it's like a faction, say like House of Black, I think maybe Malachi will be on his own, and like, okay. and that like, see who else like Blackpool Combat Club. Like that's everybody's gonna yeah. be on their own in that. Um, I think the only way it's a team is if they're specifically a tag team. Or say the new day as they use like a free bird rule, like yeah, okay. So I would say like new days one, any tag team, even like two point is one. Yep. Um, but yeah, other than that, I think everybody else should probably be for themselves. But Thomas, I'm going to give you the first pick when we get to it because you were the last champion between hmm. us two in our predictions game, which is pissing me off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's been, it's been a bit of a roller coaster. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, just a couple of small mistakes by your boys uh, kept them out of the championship again. Mm -hmm. I am so mad at myself. I had picked Samoa Joe and I switched him at the last second before I submitted my picks. <sighs> Son of a bitch. I should have won. Honestly, I was, I was kind of hoping um, they would go with, uh, and maybe they will still. But now that that now that Joe has both, I was really hoping for that uh that WrestleMania 2000 was it uh the the triple threat where they had both titles on the line and Angle <laughs> lost both of them, uh that that's kind of what I was hoping for with this is that we we'd get to something like that and then uh, and maybe we still will, um 
but that that would that would appease me greatly. <laughs> I see. I would really like that, but if Jericho has anything to do with it, it ain't happening. <laughs> he hates that match. Yeah, <laughs> he hates that match with a passion. I didn't realize yeah. that until like I listened to that. I think his podcast where he's talking about his WrestleMania matches. I didn't realize how much like he dislikes <laughs> that match. Like I thought it was pretty good. I did too. I I thought it was a it was a fun concept that yeah you know had not been done before and uh, yeah I, I thought it was cool but I, I I get it if you're not if you're not into it and yes obviously quite a bit of uh uh you know uh his his voice goes a long way so I think that's that's totally fair. It didn't go a long way in the mass Singer though. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> that's because he is probably the most recognizable voice that's ever been on that show. I mean, my goodness, he he hit one note and you're like, oh, that's Chris Jericho. It's so true. Like, he started singing like, oh, this is the most obvious person in the world. But like, Ken Jong is such a massive wrestling fan. And the fact uh-huh. that he actually didn't know is Jericho blows my mind. Yeah. Yeah. They always come up with some very odd guesses, and I'm like, "How did you get like?" Uh, it, it's it, it's very bizarre, but um, it is. Yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's it's an interesting, an interesting show. I think I, I will say if that show came out three years prior to when it did, it would be the biggest show of all time. I agree. I totally agree. If it came out in the like mid 2000s, it would be a yeah. massive show. Massive hit. Yeah. There's just so many of them now. It's just like. Like the beat Shazam. That show would be way like actually fun if there wasn't so many stupid rules like attached to like how they do it. Like simplify. I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna go way off topic on that one. (laughs) We could do a whole podcast on game shows. (laughs) We really could. I was my buddy's bachelor party. Everybody was passed out except me and my one buddy Rick, and we're sitting there and Beach Shazam came on and me and him were just getting so angry watching the show. Like (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, full gear happened uh, about a week ago now. So this will air on Monday. So yeah, a week ago. Um, pretty pretty good show. Um, I liked that there wasn't like there was no returns. I think they did on purpose so nothing overshadowed MJF. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, let's just jump right into it. MJF, the new AEW World Champion. Long overdue, in my opinion. Um, Thomas, what's your take on MJF winning the championship with the help of Sir William Regal? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, first of all, as you said, just completely overdue. Um, You have to imagine that this would have happened earlier had several things not kind of happened, um, particularly Punk getting hurt. and, uh, you know, I, I do think we could have seen this potentially at uh, at All Out. Um, they obviously pivoted and then, um, you know, we had our uh, our whole issue at All Out, which we won't get back into. But, yeah, I, I think um, long overdue, obviously, um, you know, Regal is just he's not he's 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 a rogue. Right. That's what he always says. He's the villain. Um, so of course he's going to do villainous things. Um, love the use of the brass knuckles. And it, it, it's so, it's so interesting. You, you think about, um, you know, just Regal himself, his, his whole career and coming, you know, from probably the first time that, that personally that I saw him in, in WCW and, and everything he did in WWE, uh, including his very short stint as the real man's man, of course. Um, 
uh, yeah, it, it's really <laughs> interesting. And the brass knuckles being the thing that stuck with him. Um, but it's so, it's just, again, it's just good storytelling. And it's a really, um, it, it really makes a lot of sense. I thought they followed it up really well on Dynamite. Um, and I loved that Danielson is still like, this is my hero, right? right. This is the guy that got me through everything. And I'll do what I can to protect him, even if he, you know, did this devious thing. And Danielson himself is a, you know, is a, is is kind of a rogue as well. So, uh, yeah, I I really thought it was well done. I'll say, you know, I I enjoyed the match. I just don't know. I don't think that MJF and Mox have like the best chemistry. They don't. Um, and I don't know what it is. I thought the match was good. I thought the story was really good. Um, but they just both had better matches with other people. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't think it's a knock against either of them. It's just they just, for whatever reason, don't have the same chemistry. No, they really don't. And it's like their first match at All Out a couple of years ago wasn't the best match. This one was better, but I thought this match was slow to kind of get going. And it yeah. wasn't until... It wasn't until the tombstone on the apron, I think, is when the match like really picks up. Like mm-hmm. once MJF pulls that off, then I was like, okay, here we go. Because then Moxley does the pal driver through the table. You do the MJF does like the three heat seekers. I think he did two or three. Uh, yeah. Moxley with the paradigm shift, and then I think he tried. I think he hit him with the um, with the Death Rider too. Didn't he? He did. Um, but what I loved about the match, because it's something I haven't seen in so long, is a double ref knockout. Like, yeah, that, I was like looking at my buddy. Jim, I was looking at Stout, and I was like, I don't. When's the last time we've seen two refs get knocked out in one match before? I can't remember like the last time that's happened. Like, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Like, totally. Like, I got the crowd like really into it too. It's just the simple things that AEW does like that work so well in their favor and. Another one with the ref getting knocked out was Athena punching Aubrey. That crowd <laughs> yeah. reaction to that was awesome. Like, it was, yeah. Like and I'm I really agree. glad it was Aubrey because, like, it would. It's like the last person you expect, right? Like, if Athena knocked right. out Rick Knox, sure, right? But like, right. or knocking out Aubrey was like, oh shit, you just hit like the face of referees and like, yeah. It's gonna have you know it's coming in a in a men's match where Aubrey takes a bump and it's you know it's gonna be Jericho because Jericho's yep. gonna take care of her. Mm-hmm. Um, but back to the main event, the match was you know wasn't my favorite of the night, um, but yeah, long overdue. And I love it's kind of like the passing of the torch. They're passing down the brass knucks to MJF to where it's like, mm-hmm. is he gonna keep using the diamond ring? Is he finally going to give it to somebody else or like somebody else going to wrestle for it? Um, Because he's been the Diamond Ring champion for what, three years in a row now? Yep. The longest. Yeah, eat your heart out, Roman. (laughs) Diamond (laughs) Ring champ. (laughs) But uh, MJF, finally. And I love people. I'm so like, don't know what to think about the CM Punk situation now. And no, yeah. Like, is he coming back? Is he not coming back? Like, the way they keep, like, fucking with the crowd a lot on it, it's like, makes me believe he is coming back. But then at the same time, it's like so many people just don't want him back backstage. And yeah. um, I just think it's great because a huge rumor was MJF was not around the summer because of how angry he was at CM Punk and mm-hmm. how they just, they totally just fell out and, like, did not get along, like, towards the end of their feud. And, um so it makes me 
it makes me wonder if he purposely didn't go to Chicago this past Wednesday night on Dynamite because he's like, uh-uh, I'm, my first time isn't going to be in front of Chicago. Like, I think he was totally being like, fuck you, I ain't going. Like, I think that's a good point. I, I Yeah, I... <laughs> They're playing the line really well because I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm wondering the same thing. I mean, you have a you have a match where you uh, miss the buckshot lariat in a in a ridiculous fashion. You, you got Kenny biting somebody. Um, <laughs> I mean, we're literally we're we're a week away from Kenny punting Baxter <laughs> off of the bridge, right? Like that's, that's really where we're at here. Uh, <laughs> I hope um, it happens. I hope they do that just one time. Just the stuffed animal and just punt it into the crowd like Stinsky into that baby. Oh my god, it'd be so good. Um, yeah, it's it is weird, right? It's a little odd. Um, it does make me question if if they're able if they've been able to figure some things out. Mm-hmm. But it also wouldn't surprise me if the Bucks just did those things, right? Like that's just like right. it's just who they are. So um, yeah, it, it's really interesting, and and maybe it's just their kind of promoter mentality of like we know people will react to this we know it'll get people talking and we can just do this and then if it does open up something down the road great if it doesn't whatever um it could be that but yeah i i don't know i don't know what to think i and i and that's uh probably a Mm -hmm. good thing uh but (laughs) yeah i feel very confused it's funny because like the people in chicago like the live audience during that match on dynamite they were totally booing them. And then when they started fucking around and like making fun of CM Punk, the crowd was totally like, uh huh. We, we, like, we cannot not cheer. Like, this is hilarious. Like, it's like, it's so hard to hate the elite. Like, they are just, because it's like, they're doing exactly what anybody else would do in that situation. Especially if like somebody, one of your friends got bit or if they got into a fight. Like, you're making fun of the person that you don't like. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like they did it perfectly it's so hard like to hate on them but but the elite came back at full gear new theme song carry on by wayward son by kansas what's your opinion on this um uh, well i'll say i thought the entrance with the song was glorious like really really well done um I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I know it's their it's their trio song going forward. I imagine one day I'll get sick of it, but for now, I think it's uh, I think it's fun. <laughs> I love it. I yeah. think it's so good. Like I was not expecting that. I would never expect that song to work as well as it did in a wrestling like atmosphere. Yeah. yeah. And now, right? Like I think you could have right. got away with it in the eighties and nineties, but yeah, it, it's a little. Uh, yeah, it's it's obviously like the dated song, but like it it worked really well. Yeah, it did. They AEW just found like they just found this like weird like they get it seems like one pay per view like one time during a pay per view you get like one song that's like this is your movie moment of like the night basically at all out you had MJF with the Rolling Stones uh um I got I'm on my John blank on the name of the song uh Sympathy for the that. Devil mm-hmm. um. Before that, you had Wild Thing just play the entire time through Anarchy in the Arena. Then you had CM Punk's old uh, AFI song at Revolution. It's like we're getting one a pay-per-view, and I'm like so down for that. Like, it's so awesome. Um, the silhouettes of the, the Elite when they were coming out, like when the beginning of the song plays, that gave me goosebumps. I was like, this is so fucking cool. Like, this is such a cool aesthetic. Like, 
It looks great. Um, the match, and then we get. I still like have to take like deep breaths every time I see this. A best of seven between the Elite and Death Triangle for the trios titles. Uh huh. This is incredible. Like I literally said to Stout that night, there be at the beginning of the match. I'm like, I could watch the Young Bucks and Lucha Bros wrestle each other a hundred times in a row. And this is the one feud I would never get sick of because they find something different to do every time they wrestle each other. Exactly. It's never a bad match. And now we get a best of seven. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm so pumped. Um, uh, I, I told you, we, we get one of those when AEW comes to Colorado. So I'm really pumped about that. If it goes to six, uh, hopefully it does. Hopefully they don't just swerve us and it's just a, a four a straight sweep, but, uh, <laughs> which would be kind of funny. But... Um, uh, yeah, we should be getting uh, match six uh, here in in Colorado, which will be nice. Uh, so I'm really, really pumped to see that. But yeah, I, I also I love the story that they're telling right now um, with Death Triangle, and you know they it, I, I loved the kind of dichotomy between um, between Saturday and Wednesday of how they won. Right, so you have you have the you have, um, you know Phoenix hitting the uh, the, with the hammer out of desperation, basically, right? right? And then you get to Wednesday, and it's just uh, Penta who just does it because he wants to hurt them. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it has nothing to do, and because, you know, uh, they had the hammer as well. But, uh, yeah, it, I liked that little the, the little wrinkle that they're adding, which is, like, you know, Pac is just who he is. He's a bastard. Um, and then you got the <laughs> infighting between the brothers and, like, how this is going to really play out and mm-hmm. uh, yeah i just think it's fascinating i think they're doing a really great job with death triangle i felt like they were you know kind of uh you know treading water for a little bit um yeah. and then got the all atlantic and then now they got the trios titles and it really feels like they're uh they're kind of back on top which is which is i think a good thing for the company oh absolutely boy i was thinking that not so long ago how covid really derailed pack more than anybody in the death triangle and now it seems like he's finally kind of get back on that stride of where he was right before covid hit where he had that unbelievable 30 minute iron man match with kenny omega on dynamite um Mm -hmm. that's still i think probably the best dynamite match of all time um but yeah moving where do you where do you see this going where do you see like what's your prediction for the best of seven um yeah i i think i think the, i think death triangle goes up 3-0 and then i think we fight back and i think we we still probably get uh all the way to seven I, but i'm trying i mm, they just can go so many ways with all of these folks mm-hmm. that it's like where I guess it comes down to priorities, right? I think it also comes down to what are you doing with a couple of other titles, particularly what are you doing with um, the tag titles and the world title going forward, right? You have to imagine that MJF gets a decent run here. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, I think you don't see Kenny going for it for a while. Um, so if that's the case, I think you see the trios. I think you see them get the trios title in seven. Um, cause then I think you can also do Lucha Bros versus the acclaimed if they, if they stay or FTR, um, or whomever kind of maybe steps up there. Um, and I think you, you don't really miss anything. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I also think, 
they want to give the trios, uh, you know, they want to give the elite that trios run. So, um, and, and it gives Kenny and the Bucks something to do without putting them back in their respective like main title pictures. Right. Right. Um, I think I agree with you. I think it's going to go. Death Triangle is going to go up three zero, and I think the elite's going to fight their way back to make it seven. But what I think I think the seventh match is going to end with the elite using like the hammer on all three of them, basically. And, like, yeah, yeah. I think they're going to cheat their asses off in the last match to win it. Like, um, yeah, that's, that's the way I see that going just because it's the bucks and they're just going to be like pieces of shit. <laughs> Cause yeah. they're still like, they're towing, they're kind of like MJF. They're towing the line of like, are they a good guy? Are they a bad guy? Are they tweeners? Yeah. Like who are they right now? And I think, really working very well in AEW's favor that they kind of keep they're keeping these characters as tweeners a little bit because moxley's the same way like mm-hmm. danielson's the same way danielson's a prick but like he's a a baby face kind of <laughs> question mark yeah <laughs> right? um Sammy Guevara. yeah that dude's a baby face yep hate him yep wrestles cleanly almost every match yep um over the hate for this guy like he yeah. is so fucking I, just, I will say that i am very entertained that every sammy guevara match he comes out to just a plethora of booze and then halfway through the match people are like oh yeah we forgot how good he is like yep. and then they start cheering for him and it's hilarious every time like the dude's that good like you cannot boo him like he's so good um it's if he could just work on his promos Mm-hmm. He would be the complete package. Like he would be everything that you want in a pro wrestler. Um, yeah, uh, I got sidetracked again. ADHD. Yeah, you're good. Like I, I, I think that's like <laughs> anytime you try to take someone who's hyper athletic like that, who, um, you know, does like does wrestle cleanly too. Like you said, like it's he's not cheating to win. He's not doing those types of things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it is really hard, and that is why like. <clears throat> a lot of those folks end up becoming baby faces, right? Because it's like you can't keep booing someone who is so good at everything. Now, yeah. I'll say the exception, well, and it's because he's a he's a fucking asshole, is <laughs> it's Pack, right? Like it's I, like this guy, but he finds ways to cheat and do stuff that he doesn't need to do. And that's really right. the point. Right? Like he yeah. doesn't need mm-hmm. to do those things. He's so good. And that's why he can stay a bastard. <laughs> Yep, it's it's kind of like the same dynamic as Roman Reigns in a way. Like he keeps oh, cheating yeah. to win when it's like, dude, you're the best wrestler in the world. Like, do you really need to cheat to win? Like, right. yeah, exactly, exactly. Because you have something to boo him for because you can't, like, you just can't boo him anymore. It's, right. And it's, it's also like eight, that AJ Styles run in what was it, 2016? It's like the dude yes. was a complete prick, right? <laughs> but it's like he gets in the ring and until he cheats, you're like, God damn, this guy's good. <laughs> But one thing I will say about Pac, and this goes back to NXT, when he was Adrian Neville in NXT, his last few title defenses when he was NXT champion, he was cheating to win those matches. Like, yeah, I love that it's kind of like coming full circle a little bit that he's always been like this bastard that's like, he's like, I will do whatever it takes to keep my title. And that reminds me so much of Triple H because that's how he always was. Yeah. He did everything it took to hold on to that title. And it's like, when you look back on it as like a kid, you hate him. But then when you grow older, you, you respect it. You're like, okay, yeah. I get it. Sure. But it also helps bring prestige to that title and makes it more meaningful. And I just, I just love when rest like good guy wrestlers do that 
because it blurs the lines and it really throws the fans off. It's you get that split reaction of the fans. Everybody's into it, and it's just good. It's just good television. It's good. It's just good pro wrestling. I think what they to, to go back on that and to go back twenty some years, uh, twenty one to be exact. If they don't, if that's what they should have done at WrestleMania seventeen with Austin, right? Like mm-hmm. you show the desperation. They showed the desperation leading up leading up to it. He said he would do whatever it takes. But the problem was turning full heel. Yeah. If you just let him be an asshole like he started, right? Like where he was a, he was a bad guy that people cheered. Like you just let him go back to that. Um, I think you get a, a much better run. Um, oh, now, yeah. obviously, like, the invasion threw a bunch of stuff into, you know, out of whack. But I think you get a better run and that's looked upon more favorably than it is. Um, because it's just, it's just exactly that. He's doing what he can to keep the title. It's not a, a full-blown turn that you have to, like, justify. Right. And, fuck, that summer... It's like WrestleMania 17 was the end of the Attitude Era, and that summer was so... If you remember how cursed it was. Like, how oh. many wrestlers got injured? Uh, uh, Rock went to yep. made his first movie. Um, so when Triple H tore his quad, and that, so that threw off the whole two-man power trip angle, which I was like, I thought that was good because it's like he's going to take yeah. these guys down. Yeah. And and then that sets up that potential what side is Triple H going to pick if Austin's picking the alliance? And right. like we missed out on all of that. Yep. Well, and yeah, and, and not to mention like we've talked about this. They did it a year early because yes. I, I mean, I think I understand why they did it when they did it, but they didn't have access to anybody. They didn't have access mm. to any of the top guys. So if you don't have access to any of those guys, of course, like you have to use your own people. Like people criticize right. that all the time, but it's like, what were they supposed to do? Go up against Sean O'Hare? Like, I, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> what were they doing? You know? No disrespect to, to Sean O'Hare, I R.I.P. But uh, yeah, you know, that's why didn't he? Shit, I'd like to be. He was the one. He like they tried to repackage him on SmackDown, like. Couple of years later, didn't they? Like when he yeah. wore like a weird like black jacket. He was like doing those like weird, uh, almost religious. Uh, type yeah. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that that potential to be some like just different and unique, and just floundered. Didn't he have but, um, didn't he Piper with him for like part of yes. that too? Yeah, yeah. Then they put then they took Piper away from him and put Piper with. Um, no, they just decided that Piper's just going to refute with Hulk Hogan again. That's what oh, happened. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's like, Jesus Christ, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, that alliance, like you, like you said, it was a year too early. It's like if AEW and WWE go head-to-head right now, but yet, like, all AEW sends over is, like, Christopher Daniels and right. Frankie Kazarian. <laughs> right. No disrespect to them, because I really like them, but it's not. That's not the same. It's not John Moxley, CM Punk, you know, Kenny Omega. I mean, yeah. they're just they're on another level. But yep. um, yeah, <laughs> we, got, we got way off on a tangent there. Yeah, we but... did. Yeah, we did. <laughs> you can tell uh, it's a. You can tell we're recording this on a Friday morning for me because I'm normally <laughs> at work and my brain's moving like 30 miles an hour. Like just like, <laughs> where am I going? Like, <laughs> I gotta count yeah. numbers. It's weird that I'm, I'm like staring at the clock in the soccer game right now. Like, 
I should be counting way more numbers about grams and weed. <laughs> but uh, back a couple of last things on full gear. Uh, the acclaimed retaining the tag team titles. I mean, they have to be the most over wrestlers in the world. Uh, oh, yeah. It's, it's a phenomenon. It's such a phenomenon that you're seeing the Cleveland Cavaliers do it. The Philadelphia Phillies were doing it in the World Series. Uh-huh. Um, I'm pretty sure I saw a couple soccer players do it the other day in the World Cup. I can't remember what game it was, so I'm just having trouble to find that now. <laughs> but it's 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 insane to the point. I got my whole job doing it now. Like I was walking down the hallway and I saw two people doing it to each other, <laughs> like just walking, like just past each other. I'm like, no way! I got this thing to fucking stick. So I brought in my giant scissors to work put him on the wall and Anthony Bowens just replied with a pair of scissors and like a smoke emoji. I'm like this dude gets it. Anthony Bowens is my next target to make, to follow me on Twitter. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you've gotten several replies now. So I think we're, I think we're getting close. (laughs) You're right though. It's, it's very reminiscent of, of uh, people like doing yes at sporting events. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, but I think it, it because of the interactivity and like the, all the places you can do it, it's it's probably going to surpass that um, yeah. if it hasn't already. And it it just is like it's something that they they really obviously built organically and just mm-hmm. ran with it. And they are um, they're phenomenal, man. They they really are, and they're getting so much better in the ring too. Yeah, uh, I thought they told a really really good story, uh, particularly with the injured shoulder. Um, I mm. thought obviously like the, the Swerve and Lee issues that were already starting, um, was, uh, was really well done. Um, and I, um, I really liked the, the kind of Excalibur, like explaining why Billy Gunn wasn't there, uh, you know, to come out, um, and kind of explaining that he didn't want his over his emotions to overwhelm them. And like, mm. um, and then obviously he came out, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's why he didn't start, um, but yeah, I thought it was um, it was really well done, and it was a, it was a really enjoyable match. Um, I, I think I liked their their first match a little better, but mm. um, yeah, I think this was this was still really really well done. Um, and then Keithley, you know, walking out and uh, you know allowing Swerve to kind of reap what he sows there. Um, yeah, I think they're telling really good stories with them. My only hope for them is that they can just keep telling good stories with the acclaimed and just allowing them to to be themselves and uh and i think tony will will allow that to happen uh but you always worry with these acts that they want to add too many things you know right uh, and i'm like just stick with what's working because it's working um mm-hmm. it will work for a while and if it's and if it ever stops you know stops working that's when i think you start to pivot but i don't think i don't think we're there and i don't think we'll be there for a while no that we're in 98 dx mode right now like for the acclaimed like they are on top of the fucking world all these segments that they're doing are so reminiscent of like the stupid, goofy DX segments that they used to do back in the day. And it's just, it's working. It's just clicking on all cylinders and I'll never not get sick of seeing Billy Gunn run down to the ring angry. I've been like that since I was a little kid too. Like every time he just has that mean look on his face, but he's so big that he can't really run. So it's like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, but he's Uh, like, Every time he's like trying to slow, like, oh, like his hands like start like. It's so funny. You're so <laughs> right. It's so funny. 
Sean's the same way. Sean will like he could tell like he's just kind of jogging like to the ring because he's like I ain't falling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. It's so funny. I didn't even think about that until you said that, but I'm like, yep. Literally every time I can imagine him running in the same exact fashion every single time he's done it <laughs> since probably he was rockabilly, right? Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, like he always runs off like full sprint, and then right when he hits that halfway part in the ramp, he throws his arms up like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah, don't want to Titus this." <laughs> yeah, but uh, uh, the the acclaim retains. Looks like they're going into a feud with uh, Jeff Jarrett and company, which I'm just going to call them TNA. Um, yep, <laughs> but uh, I just I do not like Jeff Jarrett. Like I respect him for what he's done. But man, get slap nuts off my fucking AEW TV. <laughs> man, yeah, obviously he's he's done things in a way that's allowed him to have a uh, relevance and B longevity. But mm-hmm. it's not he's never reinvented himself in the way that Jericho has. Um, he, you know, yeah, I, I just it's a lot. Um, yeah. it, it's a, it's a lot, and I, you know, it's nice when he pops up. Uh, you know now and then and uh, yeah kudos to him to, for being the excellent businessman that he is um i mean this in the best possible way but he's he's a cockroach right um <laughs> he, he's never gonna go away nothing can stop him and that's okay but man i just don't need to see it in 2022 yeah. like, that's just my own yeah i i, I kind of feel the same way i think he's still good it's not like he's bad but he's always been just kind of he's just there you know yeah, yeah. It's, it's he's like like you said like he's good but he's very generic in the way he wrestles and like the way like he's, he reminds me, he's, I've always thought this too. He reminds me of like a creator wrestler on like a video yeah. game where yeah. like, you're trying to take yourself a little seriously and not get like too goofy with it. And you're like, what gimmick can I give myself? That's yeah. what I get out of Jeff Jarrett. And I mean that in the most respectful way possible <laughs> because I like it back to like how he was in the 90s and i really liked him because he had deborah and owen with him like and it's like if you don't have that i don't think i personally think if he didn't have that tag team at the time i don't think he would have excelled as quickly as he did for wcw because i think that really that character in that group really put him on the map i think in my opinion because before then you're just double j jeff jarrett and nobody nobody cared Yep. And then when he got Deborah, everybody cared. Like it was just yeah. That's the I mean, I he, at. he was doing like that NWA champion gimmick for a while, and like yeah, it was very weird. And then yeah, he he got put with Deborah, um, which uh, you know was call back to to WCW, and he um, yeah, and then he got Owen, and that was so good. And like they were on their way too, um, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, kind of aside from the Blue Blazer stuff, but even as part of that, like they were on their way to being mega over too. Um, mm-hmm. Which is something that I don't think you could ever say about Jeff Jarrett in any other time period ever. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, no, Owen, unfortunately, passing away, I think totally derailed Jeff Jarrett's run in WWE for sure. Like, so we never got that. You know that we're going towards the feud between the two of them. It was totally steering that way and who knows what could have happened to both their careers if that so i think that would have been a great feud um i think maybe they wrestled like once actually on like a raw sounds right and then i i think he transitioned back in the blue blazer against the godfather yep yeah 
RIP. Um, but yeah, Jeff Jarrett. I mean, at least we get weeks of Max Caster just ripping on Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> that's true. That is true. Because that's all it's going to be, and I'm, you know what, I'm there for. It. But they used if they use Jeff Jarrett like Sting and Billy, I can't complain. Like I just don't want to see him wrestling constantly, and I feel like we are going to see him wrestling constantly. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I also, I, I really hope we're at the kind of tail end of kind of. I just feel like Jay Lethal has been. This guy has more matches than most of the top folks on the card. Um, yeah, he does. And I, I, I like Jay Lethal. Um, I've enjoyed quite a few of his matches, but I would I would like to see um, him be maybe less saturated on on Dynamite. Um, yeah, it, it's it's weird because I really like Jay Lethal too, and I totally agree with you. And it's like, like why? Like it's just something's not clicking like with his character right now. It's like. I don't, is it the group that he is it the is it Sanjay Dutt is it Satnam Singh which Satnam Singh is growing on me now yeah yeah I but, agree but I agree with you it's like are they purposely it's almost like Tony Khan's purposely using Jay Lethal right now a lot like he's using the Ring of Honor championships as he's kind of like just showing the AEW audience like yeah. what this is because I feel like Jay Lethal because that group supposedly a ring of honor is supposed to be built around a lot of Jay lethal. So I think that's what they're doing. I think that they're just kind of showing like, Hey, this is basically the face of ring of honor. So get to know him basically. That makes sense. Um, And do you think ring of honor is ever going to get a television deal? Oh man. It's just, it's one of those things. We talk about this a lot of like, like the, the time period you have, right. To pull the trigger on some of these things. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like we're, it just it's i think because it's so nebulous and we haven't heard really anything about it right. um it just feels like it's never going to happen and um i know we have um you know we have stuff coming up for them but I, I wonder if they announce it uh you know kind of at the end of the year beginning of the year but mm-hmm. if they don't it, here's the thing if we don't have a tv deal by summer i, I just we've just gone 2 years now right without yeah with ROH TV deal and that just feels like that it just feels like a long time yeah and the I remember the last rumor that I read is that they were going to announce that the TV deal was supposed to happen by I think they said January February so I wonder if they're going to announce it at the pay-per-view like you said or if they don't I could see it go into like HBO Max because I there's a there's a big talk about HBO Max is getting something from AEW and they just don't know what it is or when they'll do it. And yeah. but the other thing that makes me think um, that they're getting a television deal with TNT or TBS is Rampage is going to be live. I think every Friday from here on out. And wow. I'm wondering yeah. if that's the if that's been a test because they're going to tape Ring of Honor either before or after Rampage, and it might air immediately after Rampage. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. And I would totally be okay with that. If that's if that's the route they're going to go with, Yeah, hell yeah. Give me that. Give me that extra hour of AEW on my Saturday mornings because I'm not watching it live. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I get it, man. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I no, I think, I think that's a really good point. And I, uh, yeah, I, I would be... I'd be all in on that. I do think maybe we get something at Final Battle, because um, I just don't know how long you can 
you can go, uh, like I right. said. And but I do think I, I would I personally love to see it streaming just because it's something a little different. But I also could see like um, yeah, I could see it just being on TNT also, and that would mm-hmm. that would be huge with me. Um, who would who do you think Jericho is going to defend the title against at Final Battle? I think based on uh, the ending of Dynamite, it's got to be Claudio, right? You would think, but it's kind of like I don't. I would almost redo the fatal. I would do the fatal four way again almost because that match yeah. was great, and I, I would know. actually. Yeah. I think I'd have Sammy win. Yeah, but um, talk about a, a better match of the year candidate sure. was the Jericho and Ishii. Um, and Ishii. Oh, yeah, holy so shit! Brutal. That those chops. Yeah. Holy shit. We talk talk about Gunther, whatever. Uh, We talk about Walter all the time, but holy shit. Ishii brought it with those chops. Oh my God. I I had people over. I was smoking. I had a lot of coworkers over and we were smoking a lot of weed. And when I came back from that commercial break and that blood was pouring down his chest, I was like, I just looked at them and I was like, I've never seen anything like this. I really can't remember the last time I've seen chest bleeding like this from a chop. Like, this is insane. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was match. That, that's match of the year candidate for me. As somebody said on Twitter, that was cinema. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was really good. And it was a nice, like, I think it was really nice to just see Jericho get brutal, too. Um, mm-hmm. We've seen it, but, you know, it, it comes and goes in this current, like, character. And I just thought he just brought the brutality himself too. Um, and you know, I thought, yeah, Ishii looked uh, looked credible and um, looked really strong. And um, it's nice to see him get a little bit of shine in AEW. Um, that's been nice. Right. He's always been like a, uh, you know, just like kind of in the background. He he's never gotten to the top spot in New Japan. Um, He's done very well in some things, including like the G1 and stuff like that. But he, I, I don't know, man. I really like Ishii. Like, I think he's a really, um, he's kind of like, and this is funny because obviously they fought each other too, but he's like the Japanese Eddie Kingston. I really enjoy him. Yeah, 100%. That's another guy that AEW just needs to just keep using and using and using and push harder. Like, yeah. <laughs> his promo, did you see his promo before the pay per view started? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like why that should be your promo every time before the paper news. <laughs> really, I just love that Excalibur or who was it? Was it Taz or Tony Schiavone? Was like that's how we need to do this. Like screw our rundown. Just let Eddie Kingston just go do it. That's exactly right. Yeah. He's love. He shouts out the two women's matches. He goes, "That's the match I'm looking forward to." Oh, and tell me I gotta go. Peace. <laughs> Buy the show. <laughs> Buy the goddamn show. I don't give a shit. Buy the show. <laughs> Perfect. Um, and finally, uh, last thing for Full Gear, in my opinion, match of the night. I was hooked on this match. Jamie Hayter, yeah. Tony Storm for the AEW Women's Championship, not interim, for the Women's Championship, as Tony Khan announced uh, yesterday on Twitter that Tony Storm's title reign will count as a world title reign. Um, and it's uh before we talk about the match thunder rosa mm. uh apparently she's getting her title stripped 
and because she hasn't been injured, is apparently that she didn't want to put over Tony Storm. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, I think Tony Khan's just kind of done playing around with the backstage bullshit now, and he's just kind of like, we're done. Like we're we're moving forward. Like with or without you, if you're not going to be a team player, you're out. Like plain and simple. Yeah, I think that's um, the right. We we've talked a mm-hmm. little bit about that before. We've kind of alluded to that. And yeah, I think like, look, I, I enjoy Thunder Rosa's work. Um, I think she's improved tremendously, and I think she's done a really great job of like, you know, doing like building some additional credibility for that title after um, after Britt had it for a very long time. And uh, you, yeah, you got to be a team player. And I think Tony's probably sick of people not being team players in general. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it's it's really disheartening. Uh, because that 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 could have been a good match. She could have had a couple of good feuds. Um, I I think Tony was still the right person in any way <laughs> at the time. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, to to your point, to go back to the match, uh, it was my match of the night too. Um, another just like good hard hitting match. Uh, got some blood in there. Um, got some good interference, but like it, it, but still like the main you know chunk of the match was really just. Uh, just a, a, you know, a clinic in women's wrestling. I just thought it was really well done. Yes, 100%. My opinion, that was the best women's match in AEW besides the Lights Out match. Yeah, and I think I, Lights Out, obviously, I think you get a little more leeway because you can do whatever you want in that match. On a wrestling standpoint, I thought this was the best women's match they've done so far. Um, yeah, I agree. Soraya, or Soraya, goddamn, Soraya and Britt Baker's match, I enjoyed it. Um, it's Britt Baker, I think, was the perfect person to pair up against Soraya in her first match back because it's going to take Soraya a little time to get back into like ring form and yeah. shake off a little of the ring rust. But I mean, she's I'm excited to see what she can do in AEW. And she's such a cool supporter of everybody else. Like, even that's how she was in WWE, too. Like, she stuck up for a lot of people in WWE. And it's going to be nice to see that, I think, in AEW. Um, she's also still super young. Yeah, she's my age. Yeah, like people forget that because like she's been wrestling for so long and then was retired for so long, but like she's really young, and so I think that she's still you know it, it, her body holds up like she's got a nice little career still ahead of mm-hmm. her that can kind of maybe take the you know the sting out of uh, no pun intended <laughs> out of losing you know. <laughs> um, uh, off her life um, and out of her career because I think that yeah I, I uh, it was a good match and it was good for someone who hadn't wrestled in several years right right I think you can grade on a curve here and there's nothing wrong with that um, I, I think it was really good and I, I'm interested to see it too I'd love to see just her continuing to get some reps um, because I don't know how sustainable it is to not do that and then I also go and how can her neck hold up if she continues to get reps like I think they're in a really weird spot. Yeah. Um, but I also think like we've seen it work with edge. So, um, I think get those reps in and, you know, mm-hmm. things will, things will clear out. Oh, hundred percent. And it's medicine. It's crazy within the last 10 years, how much medicine has advanced and how yeah. you know, procedures and surgeries have advanced just within the last 10 years. And yep. you're talking like career threatening injuries to Soraya edge, um, Danielson, yeah. I mean, all these wrestlers, Shibata, even you'd like all these wrestlers that you thought would yeah. never come back, yeah, and they're back. They're all back. 
And I love that Shabbat is taking it very slowly, as he should, since his yeah. surgery literally required his brain to get removed from his skull. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just crazy. I hope, I hope she does well. Um, so when do you think Britt Baker's pulling the evolution uh, <laughs> segment where she dumps Jamie Hayter? Yeah, I did mildly expect it this week. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think that, you know, the, the, the tag match was well done. And um, she seems very supportive right now. I think what we might see is a, is like maybe like a request for a title match that gets shot down. And that's what kind of sets her off. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I can see that. Um, you know, she does, well, you know, I have this match set up with whomever, whatever, and this is the direction like mm-hmm. that we're going right now. And she just loses it. That's kind yep. of what I can see happening. Um, I have a new dream match now, and it's Jamie Hader versus Becky Lynch. Ah, oh, yes, that would be so good. It would be great. It would be great. They, I think it's they're the way that they both str- like throw their strikes it's very similar so i think they're in my opinion i think they would have great chemistry together in the ring um yeah and i think they could tell a great story too and i'm they shit they probably know each other <laughs> like yeah. fucking yeah. training and everything i mean tony storm wasn't tony storm pretty close to becky lynch to you right or am i drawing a, my thing no. somebody else you're right yeah so yeah, I would imagine that they would have to know each other and be friends then too, since Jamie Hader and Tony Storm are real life best friends. And yeah. again, that's why that match was so good because best uh-huh. friends always do matches the best, in my opinion. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and to f- wrap it up here before we get into the draft, the great idea last night. See AEW going as we end out round out the year. Uh, if you want to kick it off, Thomas. Yeah, um, I, I really think um, uh, the biggest thing uh, is I don't think we see the TNT title go anywhere. I think Joe has that through the end of the year. I think MJF has his through the end of the year. The one I could see potentially, I, I could have seen if it wasn't the current feud, was maybe the tag team championship changing. I think there's still a good amount of money in the acclaimed chasing, but I don't, I don't mm-hmm. mind them as champions either. Um, Cause I think they're good champions and they're fun champions. Um, I see Jade, you know, just continuing kind of down her path. I, I didn't love the story leading up to the match, but I thought the match was fine. Um, the match was good. Yeah. Um, I, I, I like Nyla a lot. I just think they could be using Nyla in different ways that are just better for like better suited for Nyla. It's just hard yeah, because I... like Nyla is such a funny person. Like right. she's so funny, and so it's, it's really is fucking hilarious. But like, but also like, obviously, like her style in the ring is not like necessarily suited for that. But I think like if you go, if you do some, if you do some really intentional humor um, with Nyla and let her be funny outside the ring and like an ass kicker inside the ring, I think you could, I think you'd have money. Um, Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, and I think the fans need to. Fans need to start just not worrying about a certain subject and just watch what she can do in the ring yes. and promo yes. wise. And because you're missing, because these fans, these these like simple minded fans are missing out on how great Nyla Rose is. I agree. I agree. Um, yeah. So I, I I think we tread water in 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 so far as the title scene. Like I definitely don't see anything 
really changing other than maybe the ROH championships within the next month because we have final battle. Um, I, I actually do think Claudio, uh, if Claudio is going to be the one, I think Claudio dethro- I think I think Jericho loses the title at final battle, whoever he, he yeah. battles. Um, Me too. So, uh, but other than that, I don't know that we have any title changes. And I do think we start to see FTR um, get back, you know, in a pretty significant way. And I'm not one of these guys who's like, where's FTR been? Like, watch the damn show. They're literally on the show. Um, yeah, but every week. <laughs> I think they probably get back into the AEW title picture uh, by the end of the year, if not at the beginning of uh, beginning of the year. And then I think obviously we're leading up uh, Ricky Starks and MJF. Um, I think we uh, get a, a nice little kind of one-time challenge there from Ricky and we mm-hmm. build it back up again. Um, and maybe he eventually like gets over the hump there. Um, and yeah, in terms of MJF, I think, you know, you probably have him have some sort of battles with other members of um, the Blackpool Combat Club. And we obviously will get a box match down the road as well. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. Winner's coming is going to be Ricky Starks's test to see if, he has it to be a main guy because to me, this is like his acclaimed test. Like all yeah. out was their test and they passed with flying colors. Yeah. And if Ricky Starks can get that crowd to believe that he's going to win just for like maybe just one time in that match, if you think you get that great false finish, you're going to have Ricky Starks be a contender for this title. You can build that up all of next year. Yeah, um, absolutely. That's, I hope that's kind of like where they're going with that. Um, I kind of hope they don't d- redo Mox and MJF for another pay-per-view. If they're going to mm-hmm. do it, I hope they kind of do it like on a New Year's like episode. of. I just hope they do it like on a Dynamite and then kind of move forward, move away from it. I agree. I agree. Um, shit, I mean, or do you have like somebody like Wheeler or Claudio turn heel and go against Mox? Like, yeah, yeah, I could see that. Um, you definitely see Danielson and Mox getting in there with each other a couple more times as well. Mm-hmm. I could also see Danielson wrestling MJF. Yeah, I could see him getting pissed at Regal and like finally siding with Moxley. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. Oh shit! I what if they to, to the point? Sorry, just Ricky Starks. I think we're on, is this Ricky Starks, uh, not to compare him directly here, um, I don't think that's fair, but in thinking about like his rise, and it's pretty organic, but also pretty fast, <coughs> excuse me, um, are we seeing Kofi Kingston 20, uh, 2009, or are we seeing Kofi Kingston 2019, you know what I mean? Right. And mm-hmm. um, I, I do think that, you know, we're probably more on the, the 2009 side, but I would like to see that sustained rather than going back down the card as Kofi did. Um, and right. I think I think we're there. I think, it, but it is a test and it's going to be a big test. Um, yeah, it's, uh, he, Ricky's very good. And I think he just needs to add one little thing. I don't know what it is to his game mm-hmm. to be taken seriously as that title contender. He needs like that. He needs that one match. I think that's, I think that's the missing yeah. piece right now is that he hasn't had that one match. His match against Hobbs and the lights out match was great, mm-hmm. but unfortunately it was on rampage and not a lot of people watch rampage. And um, he just needs like that big 
that big moment that's like he's right there but he missed it like it's yeah. something like that um but for the rest of the year i agree with you 100 percent. i don't think you're going to see much change but then again i'm used to wwe's end of the year where they just completely yeah. just stop caring like yep yep true uh, um and AEW doesn't do that so i'm sure we're in for a few surprises here and there um let's see i mean I the money match, uh, I didn't say this, but I think the money match, because I don't think it's going to happen before late next year, probably. The money match is MJF and Hangman. Yep. And so I think you build whatever you can to that. Um, but uh, yeah, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I, you're absolutely right. I was getting ready to say, just like we are on the cusp of having a few returns here, and I think um, Hangman's I think he's cleared because I I think he was fine. But got, I don't know how he was fine, but he is. Um, you got Hangman coming back. You have the Hardys coming back very soon. Um, Adam Adam Cole, I feel like, I don't know. I don't know if they're holding off on him or if he still is injured. Like uh, Kyle O'Reilly, I feel like, is just kind of in the wings with Adam Cole waiting. Yeah. And I wonder if that's how Death Triangle wins the best of seven is they they get screwed over by um Undisputed Elite because Bobby Fish is in impact. So I could yeah. see him coming back and working like a feud just to get this feud done, <laughs> just because it hasn't happened and it was building towards that. Yep. And CM Punk's no longer around. So Bobby Fish will more than be more than willing to come back now. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Um but I, that's kind of where I see this going. I totally, I think, now that I think about it more and more, you're gonna, it's going to go 3-0 Death Triangle. They're going to fight their way back, get it to match seven, and then Disputed Elite's going to screw them over. And I, we get Elite versus uh, Undisputed Era. And then you can have put Death Triangle against whoever moving forward after that, too. Another person I just thought of for MJF is Malachi. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I want if Malika is going to go for the title, I want him to win, and hey. that that wouldn't happen right now. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, where do you put the TNT title on Malika? I like. I was thinking that. I was thinking maybe we go TNT route. Um, I could definitely see that. The other thing I could see is if the Elite do win. Actually, even if Death Triangle wins, I could see House of Black going that way too. Mm-hmm. And going after the trios titles, um, just to give them that to do while they determine, yeah, kind of what's next. Right. Um, but you I could also only... see them doing like a run for like, you know, maybe Buddy goes after the All Atlantic and Brody goes after the TNT and Malachi goes after uh, the World Title. I could see that happening as well. Yeah, I just give me, I just give me the Buddy Matthews Kenny Omega match. I need the spam of V-triggers to each other for like 10 minutes straight. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, what a return from House of Black on Dynamite. Coming back, big ovation, and they go after both baby faces and heels. It's kind of like, mm. we're in this for ourselves. So that's what they need. They need to come back as monsters, and they came back as monsters. It's perfect. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, all right. So that about does it for that. Time for our draft. Here we go. Stayed up a little late last night trying to think of who I would draft first. Um, I just kept going back to one person. So if you take him first, 
and be upset. But Thomas, yeah. you have the first pick. And oh, uh, I guess before we start, you still good with the hour? So I have 30 spots written down. Right. If we make it to 30 before our time limit expires, you good with that? Yeah, totally. All right. So we have a, we're going to do an, say, 50 hour, 50 minutes to an hour time limit. Yep. All right. All right. Thomas, go ahead. First pick. My first pick, and I did go back and forth with a couple of people here, but my first pick is Maxwell Jacob Friedman, MJF. Ooh! Um, the bat! This man is uh, obviously a star. He's been a star for a long time, uh, rising, and he's there, and he's still rising. We just talked about Soraya's age, and MJF is younger, <laughs> um, and is becoming a movie star, and... Um, this man has everything. He really does. Um, I, you know, would love to see him, of course, in there with with some folks that maybe he has a little better chemistry with than Mox. Um, but he'll always hold his own. His his um, his promos will carry every single feud, and it doesn't it doesn't matter. Like you can put him in there with uh, Nick Camarado. Uh, no offense, to Nick Camarado, and it would be it would still be something that you would you would want to see it would be must see because because of how mjf is yeah that's a good pick that was i was i was actually not expecting you to pick him first i was like <laughs> i'm gonna get mjf second <laughs> <laughs> damn that's a good first pick shows, i mean you even just picking mjf first just shows you how big of a star he has become like yep it's amazing to see as a guy who literally had the first well go going back to all in he was yes. on the pre-show in a singles match against kip sabian and yep. lost yep but he just shows you how far mjf has come it's it's awesome um my first pick which can you hear me still yep. pretty clear yeah. okay cool so i put down my phone so it's clearly my head my airpods is my mic so okay cool it's good it's good to know <laughs> <laughs> Um, my first pick, this person is one of my favorite wrestlers. And after the events of All Out, CM Punk is no longer on my Mount Rushmore after being on it for 12 years. Wow. I am moving CM Punk off, and this guy is now on my Mount Rushmore for all-time favorite wrestlers. And that man is the cleaner. Kenny Omega is my Love first it. overall pick. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's so hard to hate Kenny Omega. And it's like, he was our, I think I talked about it with you before. It's like, I'm going to see by the time Kenny Omega retires, like, I feel like he's just going to slide in my Mount Rushmore and have to move somebody off. <laughs> like, and Punk is making it very easy to take somebody <laughs> off. So, um, yeah. Kenny Omega, my first overall pick. And he would be my first world champion for my show, too, if that was the case. Um, yeah, Kenny Omega, pick him number one. I, it's a great pick. It, he was one of the, the few uh, people that made that upper echelon cut for me that I was determining whether they were going <laughs> to be the number one pick or not. Mm -hmm. um, in keeping with a similar theme, I suppose, um, my number two is Hangman Adam Page. Ooh. Um, Again, a guy that I think 
you can build an entire company around, did really well, and would have had a much better run. Like, I don't want to spend the whole day slandering CM Punk uh, and not even stay there because it's true. Um, but he, he has a much better run if Punk's not even there. I think they had a, obviously they, they had a the, the decent match, Buckshot Larry gets aside, uh, they had a good match. Um, I thought they had good, like, chemistry on the microphone together. But ultimately, like, Punk derailed that run. Um, and that run you could have had MJF take the title from uh, from Hangman, and I think no one would have batted an eye there either. Um, I think those two are going to be intertwined in some ways. I also think Hangman obviously going to be intertwined with the elite and uh, you know the folks over there for forever. Um, when we talked earlier about kind of that that seventh match in the trios tournament, I can also see that when Hangman comes back and he helps the elite win, um, or helps kind of even the odds, uh, taking the hammers away or whatever. Um, I could see that happening, and then we finally get that reunion. Um, but man, I just love Hangman, and talk about a guy also who has just um, improved so much. I mean, this man fought a giant dick at All In. Um, <laughs> things that we're doing it all in, and I mean that in every sense of the word, of course. Uh, fuck you, Joey yep. Ryan. Um, piece of shit. Uh, so, um, Hangman, man, he's he's uh, he's the goods, as they say. He is. He really is. Hangman, Adam Page. I agree with you. CM Punk became the thing he hated. He became like the Rock. He hated the Rock for coming back and stealing the spotlight. Oh. It's like, dude, you just did it to Hangman. Even though I was rooting for you, but I was. Still did it to Hangman. <laughs> and obviously, thinking about um, this differently, if not everything that has happened since that moment happens. But I still think, like, I, I, I think it, it was probably the most damaging to Hangman of. 100%. He, he wasn't this, his character was kind of wasn't the same after yeah. that. It kind of derailed him a little bit. I mean, he still got over. And I think he did a really good job of putting himself back on the top level with Mox. And then unfortunately that injury happened. So I think he's just going to be even bigger by the time when he comes back. I really do. And I do agree with you. I think you put him with the elite. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nice pick. That's a fucking good pick. <laughs> but my second pick, the draft. And I'm just going to have to say it, Thomas, you know, no disrespect, but you did acknowledge him. And uh. I was hoping I could get a third. The Tribal Chief, Roman Reigns, is my second pick of the draft. And maybe one day we'll get to see a Roman Omega match. But at the same time, I kind of hope it doesn't happen because that would mean Omega would have to go to WWE because there's no way Roman's ever coming to AEW. Right. Yeah. Um, But yeah, Roman Reigns, second pick. I mean, this dude, he's finally hitting that stride that WWE always wished he would hit. He's not being forced on our throats. The part-time stuff, I didn't like it at first, but it actually works with Roman. Yeah, It actually works extremely well with Roman. It makes him feel all the more special because it's not like a part-timer like Rock or Brock was. Like He's coming back like every other week. Like it's yep. not, And it's, it's working. And it's working a lot. And at the same time, he's another one of those characters like Mox, like MJF, like Danielson. It's like, is he a heel? Is he a face? Like... Mm-hmm. Like at war games, who are we rooting for in this match? Like, are we rooting for the bloodline? Are we rooting for the brawling brutes? Like, what are we doing? Yeah, yeah. What? That's a that's a really interesting match, and and we're not talking uh, uh, Survivor Series and war games particularly. But what I will say is, 
that match is super interesting because you want to root for everybody in that match. And mm-hmm. that that's a really, uh, as a matter of fact, and I just feel for him, we talked about the issue with Clash at the Castle, but Drew is probably the one you're rooting for the least in that match. Maybe Ridge. Yeah. Maybe Ridge. But, oh, yeah. Yeah, probably Ridge. <laughs> but, but like, it's it's wild to see that. Um, the bloodline, to that point, I think you, you're mentioning, like, they're, um, you know, this feels different, the part-time piece with Roman. And I think part of that is the bloodline because you can yeah. keep that story going without him there. It's not as easy to do when you're on your own or just have Heyman or whatever. Like having the bloodline has been has been the glue that has really helped helped that part-time work out. Yeah. And, you know, they're just, they're just being oozy. You know, they're being extremely oozy. And it's working. And uh, God damn Sami Zayn, though. If they they have gold silver platter, yeah. if they don't like Sami Zayn has to be the one to beat Roman now. Yeah. He has to be the one to do. Yeah. You have him get beat down by the bloodline, like badly beat down. Mm-hmm. Like say like Sami Zayn, you go into the rumble with Sami still with the bloodline. Sami Zayn say accidentally wins the rumble. Yeah. And then that that next Friday. You literally pull an evolution and you beat the shit out of Sami Zayn. I mean, yep. you bloody him. You you make him disappear off television for like a few weeks, and then mm-hmm. you bring him back as the NXT version of Sami Zayn. Have him be this a huge underdog, and yep. you, people will get behind him like Kofi and Brian. Like it would just be it would be great. I completely agree. I completely agree. Um, yeah, it, it's so weird because Sammy has built up something where literally every match he could have with a Bloodline member has an interesting story with it. Because yeah. you have like the new budding like bromance with him and Solo that's not quite the level that he and Jimmy is, of course. Um, but you have this like Solo who's gonna like you know be a take no uh, you know take no prisoners type of guy. Sammy has to get through him. He goes to Jimmy, and it's almost like they're they're sad, right, about having yeah. to fight each other. And then he gets to Jay, and that pure hatred and that animosity <laughs> is able to get through that. And then he has the head of the table. I mean, I just you could do so many things with this. And Sammy Zayn, uh, bless him to his credit, this is a man who had one of the best matches of the weekend at WrestleMania with Johnny Knoxville. Yeah. And to, him, to see us talking about. This is the guy that not only could but should dethrone Roman is wild. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, I hope I fuck I hope it happens. I hope I want that more than anything, I think, in wrestling right now. I think so too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Who's your uh third pick? Uh so as much love as we're giving Sammy, I, I can't give him the third pick uh quite <laughs> yet, but uh I am going to say um my my next pick is uh is Swerve. Um Ooh. I just love Swerve so much. He is just he's he's just so good at the little things and his he knows his character, he has so much confidence, and he just oozes the the charisma that you see in folks like we, we talked about the rock, you see that in Swerve. This is a guy that, like, you just let him cook, you let him go, you let him lead these things, and the guy can go in the ring too. He has a unique move set that I freaking mm-hmm. love. 
this the, this weird unique um kind of martial arts plus ground based plus like uh he can do some high flying if you need him to um he's a really interesting character um and i, I again just uh leaning into like i i feel like i'm building a lot of a lot of young guys to build the the company around so to speak but man i just i have the highest faith in swerve uh you know just continuing to 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 shoot to the moon i i agree with you um i you are his biggest supporter and <laughs> i'm all for it like cuz i agree i think he is your future i think he's your future top heel of AEW i think I, I think you push him to the moon and i He's one of those guys where it's like if you're gonna make Ricky Starks the world champion down the road, he's the guy that would that should beat Ricky Starks to be the next world champion. And yeah. he's just so good. It, like people, people love Swerve, but he does such. He's like he reminds me of Champa in NXT when he was really? wrestling Gargano. Like he's yeah. so good, you can't miss his matches. But fuck, you hate him so much. Like yeah. he's he's he is on another level of like healness, and he is hitting the stride perfectly as a heel, in my opinion. Um, Agreed. Yeah, Swerve, that's a great pick. Damn you. <laughs> um, but that's okay, because for my third pick, I'm going with the greatest AEW champion of all time, and John Moxley. Oh, yeah. We got, we got potential Shield reunion coming up here, unless you take Seth freaking Rollins. <laughs> But uh, yeah, John Moxley. I mean, I I just love John Moxley. I, he's just I wanted. I wish he could still drink a little bit because he like would be one person I would love to grab a beer with and just talk because I feel like he would just. He's so unique in the way that his thought process is. He's so free spirited. That's like, I feel like this dude is just. I don't know. I don't even know how to put it. Like, I just love John Moxley. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I I completely agree. He um. We talked about this in the end, but he's he is the heart and soul of AEW. Like, which mm-hmm. is so it's kind of wild, right? Because like he, no one remembers Dean Ambrose. And I don't mean that in the way that like like no one remembers him, like truly remembers him. Obviously we do. Obviously he was great. He was uh, a good champion for them, obviously perfect in the shield. Um, but he's done so much in, you know, just the few years that he's you've been with the company, which obviously is the whole time the company's existed, but um <laughs> He's done so much for that company and has been their rock. Uh, and man, just, yeah, by all accounts, a, a good guy who just looks at things, you know, in, in ways that no one else would. And, um, you know, uh, just, uh, yeah, I think it's a perfect pick. I'll tell you, we had, I, I had six names uh, at the top of my list and we went through all six already. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, think we're, I think we're on a roll here. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, your first six were these six? These six, yeah, yeah. That's a. It's so crazy how much you and I think alike when it comes to wrestling. It's like, it's pretty. It's pretty wild. It's pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what's your uh, fourth pick? I swear to God, if you pick who I was going to pick next, <laughs> um, my pick. Um, and news just came out that maybe he's winding down, but um, it, it my pick is Brian Danielson. Um, the man is still just at the top of his game he is someone who um i'd love to just uh he he just loves to wrestle we know Mm -hmm. this he talks about it all the time and every it doesn't matter who's in the ring with man i'm still enthralled by everything he does 
Um, he is jacked to the gills now. Uh, <laughs> he looks <laughs> great. Um, yeah, he's uh, he's risen so far in in just this this new run. And 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 what I mean by that is that this run from basically when he became the planet's champion until now, like he's been untouchable, man. Yeah, and he's so good. So uh, I'm gonna take Brian Danielson there. Damn you. So, but I could give him my not my next pick to pick after that. Damn it! Stupid! I should have waited on Mox. Oh wait, no, you would have taken him. <laughs> I would have, yeah. Um, my next pick is one of my favorite wrestlers that isn't wrestling in America, and that is the Rainmaker. Kazushka Okada is my next pick. Yeah. Japanese John Cena, and let's just beat the shit out of Roman Reigns. <laughs> Dude doesn't lose. Um, but, I mean, he is one guy. Okada, I think, he, likes it. he had a great time in AEW when he was here, yep. and yep. it gives me hope that maybe someday like, he'll sign like a two-year deal with AEW and we get like one Okada run in a, on American soil, which would be wild. Um could you imagine Okada versus Omega one more time, like at double or nothing or all out? Yeah. Yeah. Whew. Whew. Sheesh. Uh, but yeah. Uh, Kazushka Okada is my fourth pick. Yeah, one in the next, round five. <laughs> um, yeah, Okada was on my list for sure. He, um, yeah, man, I, 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 I think he, we talked about, uh, you know, uh, Hangman being kind of the recipient of uh, kind of the worst of, uh, kind of what happened with the punk situation and okada is the one who got hurt the worst by the elite going to america and starting AEW. Yeah. Um, because new japan just isn't what it was <clears throat> but okada Sorry. still is like he mm -hmm. is the man and uh, i think it's a great pick thank you um my fifth pick um this is where it starts a little dicey for me i have a lot of people kind of in this next tier um, I will say, uh, I'm just kind of looking at my list and I don't know if I'm going to go with the next name on my list. I might actually save that one. Um, I am going to go uh, with Bianca Belair. Ooh, Ooh you scared me. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that she is, um, she is what she says she is. She's the EST man. She's so good. Um, and I, I think she's, she's struggling a bit right now in this moment because they're not giving her what she needs to be successful. Um, she is still making it work and it's far better than that first, uh, title run that she had. And she's just, in my opinion, she's just going to get better. Um, I think she is just, uh, she is a superstar and they need to just treat her as such. Like she's definitely becoming like female John Cena. Um, which is not exactly the way that I would go, but I think like give her some edge is really what I would. Uh, yes. you know, and I don't mean Adam Copeland. Um, give her some edge, <laughs> and I think that you see. Well, basically, you see like if you give her essentially her character in NXT with as much she's as she's grown now, she's unstoppable. Yep, I agree. I agree. Uh, Bianca Belair has been. Great, but I agree with you. It's just like they keep, they just don't know how to build a baby face like they female don't. act. And it's instead of like, like AEW, 
their top baby face is kind of a heel. And yep. it, it's just, we are back in this day and age, I feel like, of like how the Attitude Era was, where it's like, you know, fans are over this whole yes. this goofy bullshit of like goody two shoes, good guys. I mean, it's only a matter of time until the crowd turns on Cody again. It's only, oh. it's only a matter of time until, I mean, she kind of is getting booed. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Bianca is getting booed a little bit. I mean, they just make these baby faces just so dorky in WWE. And it's like, you look at the baby faces in AEW and they get cheered unless you're wrestling MJF. And it's, that's to nobody's fault because MJF is just that good right now. Like, it's hard yeah. to cheer against him. Um, yeah, I 100% agree with you. And with that being said, my fifth pick, when I heard the B come out of the mouth, I was like, oh, no. This is my pick. It wasn't. But because my pick is the man, Becky Lynch, for my fifth yeah. pick. Yeah. In my opinion, the greatest women's wrestler of all time. Um, if I have a woman Mount Rushmore of wrestling, it's Becky Lynch is on there first. Then first. maybe Lita. Um, damn, this is a tough question. Saray, I think, would be third. Mm-hmm. And ooh, this one's tough. You know what? China. We're just going to say China right now because I can't think of anybody else. I love that. Yeah. I don't want to give all the Sasha Banks stands. I don't want to make them happen. (laughs) Fair. But yeah, Becky Lynch, my fifth pick. Um, She's the best. She's she's great. I mean, she's the first woman, I think, to really, really, really overshadow the men. Back yes. at a time when, I mean, just a few years ago, when Kofi Mania was running wild, everyone was like, well, Becky should be main eventing the WrestleMania. Yep. Like, and it was kind of like a similar situation to Danielson. It was, it was supposed to be Charlotte and Ronda at the main event, and the fans were just like, uh-uh-uh, we yep. don't fucking want that. <laughs> yep. Give us what we want. And Becky Lynch, from there on, I mean, the second she got punched in the face by Nyla, Nyla, yep. by Nia Jax, yeah, like it all changed. It all just—it's been great, and we'll see what happens when she comes back. But uh, Becky Lynch, my fifth pick. Uh, yeah, I think it's a great pick, and, and like you said, Becky's one hundred percent on the Mount Rushmore, probably number one. Um, yeah, maybe I'll go through mine in, in a little bit, but uh, my next—it leads right into my next pick, which is the man's husband, uh, Seth Rollins, keeping that Shield reunion away. Um, from being fully complete. This is a guy, again, who just, man, he just makes the most of everything that's given to him. And um, barring that weird, you know, match with uh, The Fiend a a few years ago, and this man has just, this man doesn't even win that much, but he (laughs) keeps himself at the top of the card. He had that excellent series with Cody. Um, he's, He's in a really interesting spot right now because, He's kind of playing the face in a feud that um, doesn't have a real face. <laughs> Just mm-hmm. three uh, three heels going against each other. Um, he's elevating Austin Theory in a way that I didn't think was possible. Right. Um, he is, uh, yeah, man, he's he's so good. He's so ridiculous. Um, everything he does is more ridiculous than next. And the man can freaking go in the ring. Like, he's still one of the best in the ring. And you forget that because he's so good at everything else, too. Um and because his wife is so good too, so like he, he gets overshadowed <laughs> a lot. Um, and uh, you know, we just had where 
Mox was champion, Roman was champion, and Seth was just kind of there. Um, and he's still like he's still the man, you know. He's he's still great. So Seth Rollins is my number six pick. Damn, that was my next pick. Uh, <laughs> that was totally my next pick. This throws me off. Um, yeah, I was kind of kicking myself after I picked Becky. I was like, probably should have taken Seth there. Would you have taken Becky on the next pick if I did, if I took Seth? No, but Becky was in that that next four. Yeah, I fucked up. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, shit. Okay, my next pick then. Hmm. Which way do I want to go here? I'm drawing such a blank. <laughs> this is what I was doing last night. I all I could think about, I'm like, I'm taking Omega first. That's all I kept thinking about. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, cannot yeah. be like, who am I taking after Omega? <laughs> but for this pick. Gonna go the hottest tag team in the world. I'm going with the acclaimed. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we already talked about how great they are. They're on top of the world, modern day DX. Um, and Caster is I mean, Bowens is already a phenomenal wrestler, but Max Caster has stepped it up in the ring. Yeah. And yeah, yeah taking first tag team taken, taking the acclaimed. We compared them a while back, and obviously it's an easy connection with Billy Gunn, but we compared them to the New Age Outlaws. They, they've surpassed them in almost every way. Um, yeah. Like, like they, and they're, they were already more talented in the ring, um, uh, you know, and, and they just keep getting better. Yeah, it, they're, they're, they're a phenomenon, and hopefully they're, they're here to stay. Um, my next pick is going to be a tag team also. Um, I was really going back and forth between these two teams of who I would take first. Acclaimed was just barely ahead, but I'm going to take FTR. Um, we know that Dax had that that one that run for about three months where he was untouchable, um, and things have come back down to earth a little bit. But I'm really looking forward to. Um, I imagine we get a, a nice tag team match with them at uh, Final Battle. Um, I'm looking forward to them jumping back into the AEW, uh, you know, championship scene. Um, they're just they're just very good, uh, and everything they do is just solid and crisp, and it just makes you like they are people. People overuse this, I think, um, but they are literally that team that could fit in any era, and they wouldn't feel out of place. Like they are just so freaking good. So FTR, yeah, they are so good. But like, do you think if they go, they go against the acclaimed? I think the acclaimed is I think is getting the cheers. Oh, I think you're right. 100%. Yeah. So I wonder if yeah. That's why they're kind of keeping them away from the acclaimed. I wonder if they're doing it on purpose because you know, like, when it, the time comes, FTR has to be the heels in that match. They have oh, to. Yeah. yeah. Um, Absolutely. And then I hope, I kind of hope that they win and you have the acclaimed chase again for a minute. But I okay. want them to do young, face the young bucks in like a winner take all. Like, you have to do the third match. We have to. Um, but my next pick, my next pick, I'm going with my number one draft picks, best friends in the whole world. Bones rivals for me will be the Young Bucks. All right. I mean, greatest tag team of all time, in my opinion. Call, actually. But anyway, I'm picking the Young Bucks at number seven. I mean, I got to keep the elite together since you took the shield for me. So, yeah, that's fair. Totally fair. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, it's it's a really, really good pick. Um, similarly, I'm going to um, disrupt yet another one of uh, Roman Reigns' uh, groups, and I'm going to take the Usos uh, next. Damn. Uh, you know, the F- uh, FTR and Usos have had matches before, but uh, you know, I feel like they're they're going to be the cornerstones of uh, you know of my uh, of my tag division, and um, they another team that is just they've always been good, and this bloodline stuff has really just kicked them into top notch. Jay Uso, you know, we talked about it, uh, you know, back when he was main event Jay Uso, but this is a guy who literally can be the main event now. Um, he oh, yeah. has done everything he needs to do. Um, and he is, um, he's just got the goods, you know, um, he also yeah. doesn't get in trouble as much as Jimmy. So, that's helpful too. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm going to go the Usos there. That's a good pick. That's a great pick. Um, my next pick, <sighs> I feel like if I don't take them, you're going to take my next pick. Fuck it. We're going with. Adam Cole, baby. Oh, man. Yeah, he's up there. Yeah. Yeah. I miss Adam Cole so much. I want him back on my TV. Um, I hope he's okay. I hope it's, I hope like it's just they're holding them off to do like their elite storyline. I hope it's not, I really hope it's not a concussion thing because that's fucking terrible if it's still a concussion thing for so many months later. Um, it reminds me of, uh, former blues player david perron when he got his first concussion um he was out for a year and a half due to concussion symptoms and i just hope it's nothing like that because that sucked and i wouldn't want that on anybody because concussions are no joke and you really hope that doesn't derail his career because it's such a severe thing and he's just so good but um i i have to say i think i made one of the best jokes i've ever made in my life on saturday night (laughs) uh becky lynch or not Becky Lynch, uh, Britt Baker was wrestling. Uh, and I said the stout, I'm like, do you think that when they're getting it on, there's just a ton of false, false finishes? <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Absolutely perfect. I'm going to tip my hat on that one. <laughs> that's amazing. Oh, that's so I was just good. like, I can't believe I haven't heard that before. That's good. That's I was like, I know, I just made it up. <laughs> so freaking good. Oh. Uh, that's that's awesome. Uh, uh, well, my next pick. Um, I think I'm going to go with Wardlow. Ooh. You know, another, uh, another uh, guy who... You know, he he kind of fell into uh, that weird trap that the TNT title has been um, for a little while. Um, and particularly because it wasn't being defended, right? So um, mm-hmm. that's all his fault. But he's still the man. I mean, that triple threat was really fantastic. Um, you know, just just meaty men bumping meat everywhere. <laughs> get it in, get it now. Um, but it was, um, it just showed, this dude is... <sighs> he's good. He, he's really fucking he's good. so freaking good, man. Like, I don't mm-hmm. even know how to explain it. This is a man who is basically Jeff Hardy in John Cena's body. Yeah, it's insane. It's fucking he's, insane. Yeah. Um, he's he's just so good, man. And and again, you know, hey, we're building up to that eventual MJF battle here, so uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to go Wardlow here. Nice. I like that pick a lot. I was not expecting that at all. 
actually he was one wrestler that I forgot about and I feel very stupid for forgetting about. It's all right. I get it. <laughs> There's so many, man. I I, I know. Up, I pulled up like every roster last night. And was like, I don't know that I can get through this. Uh, <laughs> there's just so many people. Right? And it, what's kind of crazy is like I was looking at WWE's roster and I'm just like, I feel like it's very slim pickings right now. Like their roster is just, it's just a strange roster right now. Yeah. It's like yeah. they let so many good people go and it's, it's, it blows my mind a little bit. Yeah. Like there's, like what happened? It's like, Jesus, Vince. <laughs> like. No, um, same. Actually, I was looking at I was looking at Impact's roster last night, and the amount of people that were just like mid card WWE guys that they just didn't do anything with. I was like, oh my god, they have a lot of people on this roster. Yeah, um, and they're like main guys for Impact yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, it's my pick. Yep. Yep. Uh, my ninth pick. Got to do it. Got to do it. Don't pick him. I'm just booty, and I'm picking the new day. Ah, great pick, great pick. My new day elite match. It's gotta happen. Just I want to. I want an Xavier Woods Kenny Omega feud before they both retire at some point. Me too. Me too. Be so great, and Xavier. In the work, man. Like yeah, he's he, he could go. Yeah, he deserves a world title run. He's got to have it. Got to skip. I think it's. The, I think that's the biggest, like the biggest issue right now in WWE to me. Other than, I mean, there's a lot of issues, but the biggest issue at the top of the card is locking both belts up with one person, yep. um, because it just it just does take away, particularly on Raw. Like they're trying to make the US title the the main title, and I think that like the stuff they've been doing has been fairly compelling with that. But it's just it. it people will always see it as less than, and so right. I think it just. If you're gonna have two titles, have two titles. But yeah, um, and that yeah, that opens the door for those possibilities. But I digress. I'm not in charge of WWE. <laughs> they can do what they want. So true. <laughs> uh, what's your uh, tenth pick? Uh, yeah. Um, oh boy, uh, this is tough, man. This it, it's it gets really tough in here. There's just so many good things here. Yep. I think right I, I think I'm also going to take a trio as long as it's a it's okay for me to take a trio here, which is uh, I'm going to take the Death Triangle. Um, I just uh, everything about them is uh, is fantastic, and uh, I think they've all been working on their game in the ways that they've uh, potentially been deficient in the past. They've all really stepped up, and uh, they're telling such good stories right now. And and packs at the top of his game. Uh, would love to see him get uh, another world title uh, opportunity. Um, maybe even a run there. Um, yeah, man, I'm I'm taking Death Triangle. Nice. That's a fucking good pick. That's a great pick, actually. Um, yeah, that was actually my next pick. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! All right. Um, doing it. My next pick. One of my favorite wrestlers not in America, also besides Okada, Kota Ibushi, the gold, yeah. one half of the Golden Lovers. Got to pick him at my number 10. He is, he is legit like one of my favorite wrestlers to watch. Like I, he does not put on bad matches. And, man, when he comes, you know it's happening. When he comes to AEW, that's going to be just insane, crazy yeah. amount of storytelling you're going to do with him and Omega. And I cannot wait for that day. And 
So Kota Bushi, my 10th pick. It's a great pick. Yeah, I did not have Kota on here. Now I feel silly. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a really, really great pick. Uh, my next pick, I think I finally have to just do this. I'm going with the greatest sports entertainer of all time, Sami Zayn. Ooh. Um, I just, he he just provides so much. And, and like we said, strap the rocket to him. He's ready. Um, and, yes. and, and let him go with it. And I think uh, I'd love to see him, uh, you know, get in the mix there. But, you know, on my show, uh, he'll go right after MJF. So uh, <laughs> it'll, it'll be a fun time. Hell yeah. That would be awesome, actually. Sammy, uh, Sammy Zayn, MJF, he would be so entertaining. Uh-huh. Just have Sammy just be goofy, and MJF just be annoyed with him the entire time, and it would just be comedy gold. <laughs> yep. Um, my 11th pick, a person that's on my Mount Rushmore, the Ayatollah of rock and roll, the yeah. champion, the Ocho, Chris Jericho at number 11. Um I got to pick Chris Jericho. I felt weird. After I picked up Bushi, I was like, ooh, I didn't put Jericho in my top ten. <laughs> <laughs> so Chris Jericho, my number 11. I mean, one of the greatest of all time, if not the greatest of all time, with everything he's done, constantly reinventing himself. The dude is legit the GOAT, Chris yeah. Jericho. Perfect. Uh, I'm going to go with someone who's been off our screens for a little bit uh, with an injury as well, similar to Cole. Uh, but this one, this man tore his peck off the bone. This is Cody Rhodes. Ooh. That's here. Um, I, I'm excited for him to get back. I do think um, maybe you hold off with this whole Zane thing going. Because I, I, I do worry that Zane is picking up so much traction that it's going to be Daniel Bryan-esque. And if mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes comes in, it's like Cody Rhodes and Zane in the final of the Rumble and Cody Rhodes wins. Like, that's uh, not going to feel good. So, um mm-hmm. I, I, I really worry about that. Um, and it's a real bummer because, man, that guy was, he was going and he was on his way. Um, and, uh, but I, I would love to see him come back successfully. Um, but yeah, it, it's a guy that I think um, he's just, he, he's a superstar, man. And he, he's, he bet on himself and it's working. And um, I hope it continues. I agree. Um, Cody Rhodes, I mean, the people that want to say like he wasn't like a main, like a top guy, it's just, it yeah, makes me laugh my ass off. It's like the dude is a more than a top guy. The dude's a yeah. he's a guy you could build an entire company around. Like absolutely. He's he's just good. He gets it, he understands it, and he just seems like a good person too, on top of it. Yeah. Like yeah, very absolutely. humble. Except absolutely. for that tattoo. Except for that tattoo. <laughs> Though I will um, say he just came out uh, with kind of in the last couple of weeks of a couple of interviews where he's talking about just the same thing we talked about. He boxed himself in unnecessarily um, yep. in AEW. It boxed himself out of the world title. Um, and I would love, I, I, frankly, I'd love for him to go back at some point and, and rectify that and, and get a run there um, in, in the very top of the card. And I hope that he does. Um, but, you know, remains to be seen. Yeah. And I hope he does it. I hope, I hope he does it. But what's crazy is that Vince was like, wasn't going to give him the title. I know. I know. I know. I um, my next pick. Uh, she's a dentist. Doctor Britt Baker, DMD. Um, gotta have somebody rival Becky Lynch, and I just think the promos between those two would just be outstanding. And yeah. a feud between these two is money. You have money written all over it. Um, I swear to God, if you pick who who I think you might pick next, 
uh, it's, 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 it's <laughs> interestingly, we're, we're, enough, I am going with with a with a female performer as well, um, and that one, rebel. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Um, it is actually Jade Cargill. Um, oh damn! And uh, because I just think the money between Jade and Bianca is just too much to pass up. Um, what what if that would be, especially as uh, Jade continues to. Um, you know, just excel and um, get better. And, and it's clear that she's getting better. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm really looking forward to, honestly, I'd really actually like to get her away from the TBS title um, and get her into the main title uh, in the next year. But um, I think uh, even if you don't do that, like clear trajectory upwards and AEW starting to build their women's division in a really strong way. So, um, yeah, Jade Cargo is is another one who I think can just be, um, you know, the face of uh, of that division. But I also think I'm really loading up my women's division with people who are probably going to get a bunch of outside offers to do other things. So, <laughs> um, yeah, that's a fucking good pick. God damn it. Well, my next pick, <laughs> Jamie Motherfucking Hater. That's who I'm picking. Because yep. she is incredible. Um, she's going to take that women's division, I think, to the next level in AEW. Um, and I think like she's the champion that they need right now. Yeah. Like nothing against Tony Storm, but Jamie Hayter just has like that it factor right now. Yep. That it, Tony Storm is kind of like she's missing that one piece. Like there's yeah. just one piece just missing. And Jamie Hayter, I feel like it's the complete package right now. And. So that's my 13th pick. Um, we are under the 10th warning for the draft. Okay. We want to rapid fire five picks in a row each. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, do you, do you back and forth or just like I pick five, you pick five? Uh, go back and forth. Back and forth. Okay. Uh, my next pick uh, is someone who I consider very similar to Jamie Hader. What you, everything you just said applies to her as well. Rhea Ripley. Damn. Fucking forget about Rhea. <laughs> and her weird Dominic Mysterio storyline. <laughs> um, my did you next pick. Did yesterday, though? Yes, going to the Mysterio <laughs> house. Mysterio's so funny. <laughs> it's, it's just so simple and just so, like, yeah. Great. Like, that's great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my go. next pick for me. Shit. Uh, let's go with Kevin Owens. It's my next oh, pick. Yeah, good pick. Um, I mean, again, he's another guy that I feel like WWE just kind of like squandering a little bit. Mm-hmm. We'll see where right. it goes towards Mania season, but yeah. Uh, all right, I would I would be very disappointed in myself if I didn't actually uh, put this guy on my list. I'm going Miro. Oh shit! I was gonna pick him. Miro, come back! Come back, Miro. No, I think he's filming another TV show. Um, my next pick, Malachi Black. Oh, so good. Yeah. I think he could be your future of AEW. Yeah. Agreed. Um, <clears throat> I am going to take um, Konosuke Takeshita. Ooh. Uh, I'm really excited about him getting an AEW contract. Um, really excited to see what he does. He is just a guy that, like, Man, he he has star written all over him, and I and I hope mm-hmm. they just go to the moon with him. I hundred percent, hundred percent agree with that. I mean, that's a 
he reminds me of like a Shinsuke, like the way that he moves around and like the way, actually, no, take that back. He reminds me of Okada. It's who yeah, he really that. reminds me of. Yeah. Like the, it's his movements and like the way how crisp he is in the ring. He's smooth. Like that's a good pick. Um, yeah. Sky's the limit for him. I think he um, has the point. I think he has the charisma of Shinsuke with the, with the movement of Okada. Mm-hmm. It's, I love it. He's got, he's got it. I think I can't wait to see what he can do in AEW. Uh, with that being said, at number 16 for me, I'm taking Eddie Kingston. Damn it. That was my next pick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually kind of surprised he um, was still available. Yeah. It's uh, a great pick, man. It's a great Thanks. pick. Give him the holy time <laughs> run. No shit. Uh, that's, a, that's exactly what they need to do. Um, I am also going to go AEW here, and I am going to take our boy Claudio. Nice. That's a, that's a great pick, too. That's another good late pick. Yeah. Um, for me, I'm going to pick Captain Insano. No. Um, yeah. I almost I'm... picked Top Dollar first, so I get it. <laughs> Fuck, I cannot stand him. I cannot stand him <laughs> at all. Yeah. That just hit row is just. It's obnoxious. nothing about Swerve, man. It's nothing. It, it, it literally, it's nothing. And those, please, for the love of God, Triple H, stop doing the raps. Stop doing the music videos. They, so they, they, they don't have. They're so off key every time. It's so bad. So bad. Is the All Atlantic champion for AEW freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy? Great pick. I mean, the dude's just still underrated. Yeah. Yeah. So excited to see this run with him. It reminds me, obviously, it's completely different, but it reminds me of the John Cena United States run. Yeah. Like, you just get to see how good Orange is with everybody. And you're like, oh, man, yeah, this guy can actually go. So right. um, it's, it's, it's really good. It's um, so, you're so right on that, though. Like, it's like everybody he's matched with, he has not had a bad match with. Yeah. Um, I am going to go with uh, Walter slash Gunther here. Damn it. That's that's my next pick. That's a fucking great pick. I love Walter. How did I not pick Walter? Damn it. I drew a blank on the Kevin Owens pick, and I just yelled out his name. I should have totally went with Walter. <laughs> Sorry. Um, they were looking back-to-back for me, so I, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, my next pick, we're going to go with, I think, another just he, sky's the limit for him. Powerhouse Hobbs. Oh, so good. Yeah. Nineteen. Uh, all right. I. Uh, <laughs> oh man, I, I have two that I'm going between. I think I'm going to go with the one that uh, maybe maybe I shouldn't, but I'm going to anyway. Uh, I think this is our first NXT pick, uh, which is Braun Breaker. Wow, Bronny. He's another guy that I just think is improving so much and another guy that's like, he's like Wardlow in how freakishly athletic he is, mm -hmm. um, but he's also a bit nonsensical like his uncle, uh, which I kind of like. So uh. <laughs> It's 100% right. Like totally nonsensical, but like his, his in-ring work has gotten so much better yeah. Like, yeah. since he's debuted. Um, it's a good pick. Uh, for me at 19, I'm going to go with Darby Allen. Oh, good pick. Yeah. 
get the craziness on my show. All right, here we go. Number 20. Oh, man. Uh, this feels like a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got some good folks still on my list that we haven't talked about, but I'm going to go Daniel Garcia. Oh, shit. That's a great pick. Again, another young guy that I anticipate. I mean, he really is like, you know, Daniel Bryan's his hero. He is the next Daniel Bryan, uh, but he's also the first Daniel Garcia. The man is just, he's so crisp. Um, he's so good. I'd love to see him. Uh, I hate this like notion that you have to do this, but I think in this case it would actually work out well. He puts on 10 pounds of muscle. Like the guy's unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, he's just, he's just good, man. I'm going I'm to go Daniel Garcia here. That's a fucking great pick. That's a great pick. I'm a big Daniel Garcia guy. Um, for my 20th pick, going with the brothers, Matt and Jeff, the Hardy Boys. Nice. Hopefully we can get them back, and hopefully we can get one more. Like, I just want a cinematic match between the Hardys and Sting and Darby. I just want to see it. We got to see it. All right, tw- 21. Um, I'm going to take the Street Profits. Oh, nice. Uh, a couple of guys who, um, Angelo is really improved and Montez is the real deal if they just let him go. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go Street Profits here. It's a solid pick. I actually forget about them sometimes. I feel like they just, they're again, they're one of those teams that's just underutilized. They are. They don't, they push them for like a minute and then it's like, they don't see, we don't see them for like two months. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. They kind of did that with like the Usos for a little bit, like when New Day was getting that run before, like the Usos, I think turned heel. Like they were kind of yeah. like, "Oh, what do we do with the Usos?" It's like these guys are fucking good. Use them. Yep. Like, um, my next pick, Sasha Banks. Ah, so good. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of surprised she was still out there, but that's a good. That's okay. Yeah. She's mine now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm also uh, going with another female performer, but our I think our first impact choice. I'm going Jordan Grace. Oh, nice! Um, is, yeah, another first impact just improved so much. Um, got into ridiculous shape. Um, mm-hmm. It's just someone who's carrying that division right now. So um, Jordan Grace is my pick there. That's a great pick. She has like gotten in unbelievable shape, yeah, like man. unbelievable shape. Like good for her. Yeah. Um, my next pick. We're gonna go with the current TNT and Ring of Honor television champion. We're gonna go with Samoa Joe. Yeah, damn, that's a good pick. I can't believe you fell that far. Oh. Yeah. I didn't have him on my list. Why didn't I have him on my list? Forgot about him. Can you hear me still? I can now, yeah. Right. Yeah, but somebody just called my phone. My phone started ringing. So hopefully that this is still recording. <laughs> it looks like it's still recording. Um, and I can hear you still, so that's good. I, I heard like a, a like a pop, and then, then I could hear you again. Cool. All right, let's... I'd say let's get the final three picks in. We'll right. go to- uh, let's see. Sorry, just looking at my list here. I, I'm going to go another NXT name. I'm going to go Carmelo Hayes. Uh, again, 
think the sky's the limit for this guy. Can't believe he's not on the main roster yet. Uh, let's push him to the moon. Yeah, totally agree. Um, can you hear me? Yeah, but it's it's pretty faint. one more time nothing no that's good that's oh, good. We're in? okay we're we're back okay cool that's weird okay noted i gotta turn on do not disturb <laughs> what we record <laughs> hey, damn carmelo hayes that was my next pick it's a good pick really yeah yeah awesome. i think he's he's underrated i think people are sleeping on how good he is i agree um, but for me, my next pick, hmm, my next pick is going to be Soraya. Oh, it's a good pick. Yeah. Uh, mine is Tony Storm. Damn. That was my next one too. Uh, for my number 24, we're going to go with the Limitless Keith Lee. Oh, damn it. I don't how did I not have? I had Swerve all the way up there. Didn't even have Keith Lee on the list. <laughs> That's so good, man. I'm excited for him to get his singles run. Final pick. Oh boy. Oh, this is a tough <laughs> one. This is a tough one. Looking over the list here, could go way outside the box. Could play it a little safe. Uh, I'm gonna play it a little safe here. I think I'm gonna go Ricky Starks. Damn it. <laughs> that was my fucking pick. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good pick. Good pick. Uh, for me, mm, you know what? Oh, I just remembered somebody. We're going to go with, in my opinion, the better half of this tag team. It's going to ruffle some feathers. I'm going with Christian Cage. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, th I, I, I agree with you. You know that we love Christian on this show. Um, and the man is a menace. And I love a good menace. So, uh, yeah, Christian's a great, great last pick. Uh, thank you. Thank you. And, but before we stop, for the real last pick, you get to pick one legend to bring back. And you'd be a full-time person on your show. Who would it be? Oh man, let me look over my roster here. Like I mean, uh, you could, I mean, you got a lot to choose from. Yeah. Oh, that's 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 really great. Um, I mean, he, I I I feel like I can't do this without taking my favorite wrestler of all time. So I have to go Shawn Michaels here. Damn. <laughs> that stings. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard when we're so much alike. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay. Uh, for 26. CM Punk. No. Uh, yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> you know what? Since the rumors are running rampant, going to have to do it. Stone Cold Steve Austin. I love it. Yeah. I mean, these are great rosters. That's all I got to say. Great rosters. Very spread out, all over the place. I like it. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited. This is uh this was good. This was good. I feel good about my my group. I feel good about your group. This is Yeah. <laughs> 
I like it a lot. You know what's crazy is that we could continue this draft on another episode because there's so many other wrestlers we have not named yet. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. I think we should do that. Let's right next episode. We're we're doing it. We're gonna keep going. We're gonna keep going until we can run until we run out. <laughs> I think there's something like uh like a thousand wrestlers in the like official database right now. I think we could get there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think it is. Something like that. We're, we're doing it. This, this is going to be a 100-episode-long thing. <laughs> Perfect. It's like we start off every episode. It's like, all right, who are you picking? <laughs> yeah, no intro, nothing. Just right into the next part of the draft. <laughs> well, that concludes the draft for today. This is just the first half. Um, for anybody listening, I am splitting these rosters up on my video game and putting it into universe mode. And... We'll see. We'll see how it, see how it does. See how it does. Yeah. I mean, you got some great feuds you could do. You got Swerve, MJF, MJF, mm-hmm. Danielson. I got Omega. Just Omega Kata. Just we're just gonna do that for three hours every episode. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Uh, it's great. This was a good fucking show. It was my first time doing a podcast in like almost two months, I think. Yeah, man. Me too. Uh, since I'm literally <laughs> podcast with you now, so <laughs> um, I say I have something cooking that is going to, I think, replace the What's Your Bliss feed. Um, I, I don't want to announce it yet, but I but I have some things cooking here that I think are going to be really fun. Still on that same line of joy and bliss, but a little more, um, uh, a little less uh, structured interview style and more uh, more fun. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So. Nice. Uh, I'm excited. I'm all to say right now, but I'm I'm pretty excited about it. Nice. I I'm excited for that. Um, I'm. We have been trying to figure out a day for Offended to make its triumphant return, and so I hate the holidays because <laughs> it's so hard finding a fucking day that works. Um, but Offended will come back soon. Uh, Facebook is dead. Um. If you, for anybody listening and you're still following Offended on Facebook, don't uh, unfollow that shit because you might get hacked. Um, my Facebook was hacked and Offended's now turned into a Dominican Republic page, apparently. <laughs> yep. That's so right. I don't know what's going on there. But anyway, you can, uh, you can follow my, you can follow Offended on all social media platforms, but Facebook at Offended Pod. Uh, you can uh, follow What's Your Bliss and Thomas at uh, Your Bliss Pod and at Thomas underscore Ragland. And like I said, some some news to be coming probably by the end of the year on kind of the next steps for for my podcasting career. Nice, nice, nice. I'm excited. You can also follow me at Trick1042 and all social media platforms as well, including my TikTok, which I've been utilizing a little more lately. Um, and make sure to go check out uh, anythingbutcredible.com for all your network needs, including the wrestling wrap-up, Offended, What's Your Bliss, uh, Going Off Topic, Anything But Credible, Movie Merge. It's all there. Anythingbutcredible.com. Subscribe, follow, give us all five-star ratings. Uh, check out justcobbis.com. You know, support your boy. Get some clothes. Uh, still waiting on my Offended t-shirt to be released, Greg. Not a big deal. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, go check out JustCobbins.com. Great clothes. Actually, really good like quality clothes, too. Great um, quality clothes. I can tell you, I have bought Cobbins clothing, and I freaking love it. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. 
Um, and with that being said, there's still no predictions champion. It was another draw. I don't think anybody's going to be the champion ever again. Um, <laughs> we'll see what happens. Uh, but yeah, Thomas, always a pleasure. Always. I have to go run up to the bar that's a block away from my house to meet my uncle for this World Cup game. Hopefully, by the time we listen to this episode of Monday, that USA had pull off a shocking upset and beat England, which I don't think is going to happen. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. That's right. Uh, let's go USA um, uh, in in probably just soccer. But, yeah, let's go. Uh, <laughs> all the way. Yep. Yep. I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> well, for anyway, for Thomas, I'm Tricky. This has been the Wrestling Wrap-Up, and we will see you guys, I think, sooner than anybody realizes. Because you know what? I think we should do this again next week. Love it. I think it's a great idea. Hop in. Let's do it. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Peace. Peace. Carry on my wayward son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry no Beyond this illusion I was soaring ever higher